0: And then eventually helping um, you know, founders build these products. Uh, I tend to also kind of call myself a company builder, mostly because venture capital is—it's—it's uh, it's a means. The process of that is what fascinated me the most, uh, as to you know how you can go from nothing to something that could be extraordinary.
1: to another episode of Pitch Cafe Podcast. This is a place where talent meets coffee. Our very first show was all about roasting, toasting, and boosting youth entrepreneurs. Today, we have someone who does it for a profession, but he calls it as something to learn from the founders. We are talking about an investor, a venture capitalist from Silicon Valley, who is a part of J Ventures Fund. The thing which struck me about his profile was everything he talks about in the startup and venture landscape is totally refreshing. This is a fresh mind, which is envisioning the future of venture and startup landscape. If you talk to him, he's very humble. He's gonna say no, but still he has a lot of insight to offer, to the startup founders and also the venture capitalists here or maybe outside Silicon Valley. So let's bring on our very special guest for today, Nilesh Trivedi from J Ventures Fund. He's a part of many more ventures, but uh, to get started, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Welcome Nilesh, it's a pleasure to have you here.
0: No, uh, great uh, to have me uh, with that Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, having this chat with me.
1: Fantastic. So, uh, Nilesh, you know, let's get started with uh, the the first question here. You've changed careers. You've been an engineer, and then you've moved on to be a startup founder, and now you're in the investment landscape. What is it like uh, to uh, you know move uh, across so many verticals and? Who is this person, uh, Nilesh Trivedi, behind the persona? Who is this person?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I still consider myself as a, sort of an engineer, uh, you know, engineer turned uh, uh, VC. Uh, technically, I, I like to focus on the fact that, um, you know I tend to see myself more as a company builder, uh, which was the sole reason why I wanted to do venture capital because I needed some vehicle to go and help build more companies. Um, you know, as a founder, you are building one or two, maybe three. Uh, but as a VC, uh, you have the opportunity to actually help founders, uh, many founders build uh, many great companies, which is the path that I chose. Uh, if I was not a founder or an operator, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, invest in in many companies that can actually uh, end up becoming great companies. Uh, so, you know, as an engineer, I was either building products, uh, marketing products. Uh, technically uh, selling products to the people who go out and and sell these products i had the fortunate um, uh, time at uh, various companies where i was involved in building several uh, companies from scratch uh, several businesses from scratch uh, several businesses at um, at different companies uh, going from zero to you know billion dollar growth rates revenue run rates uh, etc And that experience is what I was kind of always thinking about, you know, when I was doing that in the corporate world, let's say at Cisco, uh, at other companies, um, I was always kind of in the mind that, you know, if if I can take that experience and help transition that into the startup land, where, you know, eventually you have the opportunity to kind of go from zero to basically whatever you can, uh, you know, build so that is how i tend to see myself as somebody who is an engineer who, who still likes to tinker around products um, and you know uh, during this process i've had the also the the fortune time fortunate time of uh, getting involved in uh, shaping new markets uh, as emerging technologies leader and operator at, at cisco i was involved in a bunch of uh, you know i guess companies that uh, ended up uh, attracting new markets, you know, whether it was uh, voice over uh, internet protocol, like voice over IP, video, uh, cybersecurity, etc. So I kind of saw that uh, as as something that I could take all that experience, that knowledge, uh, and the know-how uh, I had to, uh, that I had uh, built over the years, and kind of as I thought about, you know, what, um, how I can do all that, and maybe as help some founders um, get to whatever point that they are trying to get to. So that's how I saw myself as an engineer, you know, somebody who was building products, uh, p- putting products out there, and then eventually helping um, you know, founders build these products. Uh, I tend to also kind of call myself a company builder mostly because venture capital is, is uh, it's, it's a means, uh, but it's not the end. Uh, in the, the end is, is about building a great company. So the process of that is what fascinated me the most uh, as to you know, how you can go from nothing to something that could be extraordinary. And, um, and that's how I see myself over the last six, seven years, actually seven plus years now, just working with founders uh, you know, as a solo GP uh, slash solo VC earlier. And then now in the last uh, couple of years uh, with, uh, with, with some funds, including J Ventures uh, most recently
1: fantastic so you know if you look at the j ventures the tagline it says we move fast on decisions we are patient with growth timelines and hustle to help entrepreneurs reach their goals that's very aligned with your company building philosophy i think so and based on your product centric experience as you mentioned earlier it kind of positions you to build something new from uh, in terms of the uh, you know this is a venture builder ecosystem something like that is what you're creating i think
0: yeah um, so our goal at j ventures was always um, you know maybe we'll talk about what is actually changing in the venture ecosystem um, you know capital i, I guess the biggest change that has happened uh, at least as far as i see you know when i started to or when i tried to build a company back in 99 2000 and i was trying to raise venture capital for that almost 20 21 years ago versus you know in the in the late 2000s and now uh, in the early 2020s i think the biggest change is that the access to capital has become much more um, much more broader which means you know people founders rather everywhere and anywhere uh, seems to uh, get access to capital now there is obviously some work to do in terms of you know the the gender diversity uh, etc but just as a in, in general i think access to capital has become much more broader so how do you Kind of, your, if you're building a product as a as a venture capitalist for this new, you know, new decade, uh, you you not only have to be different, but you have to bring some you know different kind of value to these founders, and yep. that's what I think. You know, when we about three years ago, uh, I, I literally met somebody who was passionate about community, uh, community in the sense um, that you know, as a you know, what is a venture capitalist? I mean, you know, it's it's basically you know a bunch of people who take money from you know, one side, which is the LPs, and then put money into uh, founders, right? So yeah. we are trying to, our, our, our job really is to make this process efficient, which is you know helping find founders the capital and helping capital find founders. Right. So we can be the bottleneck or we can become the bridge. Uh, yeah. We decided that we can become the bridge instead of being the bottleneck. And so we kind of created this upside down um, uh, uh, philosophy where we said look our value add to the companies that we invest in is not going to be just about the capital um, there's lots of you know great people out there uh, running lots of uh, interesting funds uh, who can put in lots and lots of capital uh, but where is the value add really coming from uh, if the founders don't need it you know there are many smart founders who don't typically need any help um, mm-hmm. you know and and if they don't you know god bless them uh, that's great But for founders that are trying to build something and go from, you know, somewhere to uh, from nothing to somewhere, uh, we tend to see ourselves as, you know, where is the value add opportunity that we can bring to the table. And that is about the people. At the end of the day, this this business is really, you know, connecting people, investing in people. uh, People are building businesses. So, Everywhere you look, it's really all about people, you know, whether it's the founders, whether it's the investors, whether it's, um, you know, our portfolio companies trying to hire. So it's people, people, people. So we kind of put that aspect first saying, look, you know, let's put people first. So we kind of build a community of close to about 370 uh, investors in the fund um, who are operators, uh, many of them, you know, venture capitalists in their previous lives and uh, current lives. Uh, and, uh, you know, close to half of them are actually serial founders. Uh, why does all that exist so that they can actually help us, the, the people that are running the fund or who are technically investing, um, go and do our jobs much better? Uh, that is the true value add that we think, uh, you know, venture capitalists should should bring to the table. Um, and that's what we try to do uh, as, you know, we see the next decade of uh, of investing shaping up you know, as like this community capital or the intellectual capital from the community. So it's not just about me, um, you know, who has a certain track record or uh, the general partner of the fund who has a certain track record, but it's about this collective set of individuals who can actually uh, help change the game for founders.
1: So great, uh, Niresh, I'm I'm, uh, really excited uh, about this whole new uh, way of looking at startups and venture space. And based on that playbook, which you're kind of laying out, uh, what are one of the one or two things you think most founders you work with need help with which you are able to consistently offer in your firm? Um,
0: yeah, I think uh, I would say you know the the fact that uh, you know our understanding of uh, of the things that we see uh, I kind of you know tend to call it from a market perspective. and the fact that uh, we have you know many people who either have done it uh, before, either have built companies or who the either who have been operating in those areas. Um, that's the mm-hmm. value add or that's the perspective about the markets you know, our understanding of the market, our understanding. Uh, so market is what, I mean, it's, 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 it's people buying uh, and selling uh, stuff, right. Uh, products. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we are fortunate to actually have people who have done that. Um, so that is probably the biggest value add, whether it's, you know, getting the, the right design partners or get, uh, getting, getting, uh, the conversation with the with your first set of customers um you know making a call to somebody at um, you know for a particular nba sports team if you're trying to build a sports technology product and and selling it to an nba team or a uh, or an mlb, MLB franchise um, right. so that's uh, that that's where you know it's just connecting the dots i guess in, is is how i tend to look at it right um with the philosophy that you know founders do Pretty much know what they need to know. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't invest in them, right? Um, but but what can we do to help them? You know, go from point A to point B, um, whether it's the market, whether it's the first set of customers, whether it's just connecting the dots.
1: Exactly. So you know, in uh, I had a small stint at MIT Media Lab about a year and a half, and I worked for a professor who was working with communities, just like you mentioned. Yeah. In community so many times he talked about the flipped venture model where everything is flipped you know if you think the investor is far away from the founder in the model they were closely working if you think uh, you uh, you get into the startup space because you love it in this model it's not because you love it because it's uh, the need of the community. So you go and ask what the community wants, don't do what you like. So that was a flipped model. I think the model is getting flipped. What's your take on that? Like, you know, if you we, if we talk about the future projections, future of venture landscape, like in the strong predictions wise, do you think it's getting flipped? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, look, it, there's no question. Um, in fact, I, I frankly don't remember the last time, you know, people talk about, uh, you know, founder or rather VCs in control. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, cases, you know, the WeWork case or, or, you know, there are some uh, examples out there where, you know, bad things have happened. But in general, I think the market uh, and the ecosystem believes that the founders know uh, what they are doing and you should let them uh, do what they need to do, right? Because they are the ones who are... Actually, building companies—they uh, are the ones who are talking to customers. and They are the ones who are finding the problems, right? So our goal, you know, frankly, if uh, if I could, would be to get out of the way as much as we can, right? Uh, and come in the way when they need us, or when they think that, hey, you know, can you help me connect here or connect there, or can you help me solve this problem, or can you help me uh, address this particular issue you know, at a board level or at a non-board level, etc. So it really. Everything starts from the founders. Everything really should be driven uh, by the founders. And frankly, I think the market also acknowledges the fact that if you've invested in the right founders, right, um, you, and if you've kind of invested in the right structure, uh, assuming that the founders have created the right incentives and have kind of created the right structure, uh, whether it's the company, whether it's the organization that they are trying to build, et cetera, then all of those issues that we used to talk about, you know, I guess 12, 13 years ago. Uh, about you know, uh, certain rights, certain investor rights, you know certain uh, governance uh, and, and certain control that investors need. Now, you know, there are many, I guess now billion dollar funds, again, I won't name them, who don't even take board seats and they're putting 20, 30, 40, maybe 100 plus billion checks uh, into many of these companies. Now, mm-hmm. early stage and growth stage. Mm-hmm. and don't even have board seats so how do you you know just in a mental model um, which you would never be able to think you know just maybe 12 13 years ago that yeah. hey i'm putting a 20 million dollar check how can i not have visibility into this company right? Um, right now you're sitting back and saying look you know okay i have visibility in the company but what am i really be able to do this is not a private equity type of um, uh, play, venture capital is, is, or rather, the VC model is much more. You know, obviously, uh, we are minority owned. There are, you know, certain uh, covenants that we can put in terms, etc. But I guess in general, you know, there's not much that we should try to do uh, or try to boil the ocean. You know, because again, like I said, the founders are in the driving seat, uh, and they are in the driving seat because they are the ones who are actually running these companies. So as an investor, you have to ask yourself that you know, do I need to worry about this company by virtue of ha- you know, having me put on this board, etc., Or do I need to do the right things by actually building relationship with these companies? By the way, a lot of our portfolio companies, in fact, I would say most of our portfolio companies have great relationship with us um, and we don't even have board seat, nothing. Nothing like that, really, just nothing. But how do you get that visibility? You get that visibility if you actually end up building trust with these founders. If they trust you, that you are always going to, I'm not saying you need to take your side just for the sake of taking the side, but you're always going to try to take, be, be on the right side, assuming that the founders are on the right side, then that's where, you know, just like again, you know, how you know, humans build their own relationships in private and, and professional lives. Um, the same thing applies to this ecosystem as well. That if you end up building that trust with the founders, right, um, eventually uh, you, know, you get to a point where some of these aspects you don't need to worry too much about. right? Now, again, you know startups are always going to be crazy. There are going to be more downs and ups, et cetera. But how do you ride that wave? Uh, there's definitely a change in, um, in, in a how as in, as investors uh, need, to, uh, need to ride that wave, right? You don't need to always think that I need to be in control. Uh, I think that mindset has definitely shifted, I would say, significantly, right? Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like I said, you know founders are the ones who are building these companies. They are going to take it to great heights or not.
1: Yeah so this is great uh, nilesh really great insights today on this call i wish you know we could talk for forever about this it's such an exciting space you know startup venture ecosystem this the whole thing is flipping and you described it so well uh, from your perspective any last takeaways for the listeners you know who um, aspiring uh, you know venture builders here or uh, startup founders who want to reach out to you you know any any last thoughts from your end?
0: Um, no, I've been thinking about this myself. Um, you know, especially people talk about you know we have had this bull run for the last, and not just bull run in US, uh, in many other you know geographies, and and people wonder uh, what is happening. Um, I am of the opinion that we are uh, really uh, going to continue to, in fact, maybe even you know i guess exponentially uh, uh, this ecosystem is is going to become exponentially larger um i guess my only advice to people would be get involved um you know uh, don't um, you know don't 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 sit on the sidelines uh, yeah, you know brilliant. whether you're building a company whether you're thinking of investing in a company or whether you are just figuring out you know how do you uh, how can you help a founder etc uh, get involved uh, this ecosystem well it's it's not even just an ecosystem it's a it's an ecosystem of ecosystems now. <laughs> I guess uh, the the so-called universe, uh, you know, parallel here um, is is only expanding, um, and it's significantly large companies being built um, all over the place. So you know, find yourself uh, in uh, in this fascinating world of you know new companies being built, and figure out how you can get involved. Uh, again, uh, Vida, you know, I'm always happy to uh, hear from or. Or, or meet anybody uh, that 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 wants to play a role in this ecosystem.
1: Fantastic, Nilish. Uh, you know, on that note, what's a good way for the audience to get in touch with you? What is the quickest way to, uh, to get in touch with you?
0: So, part of the reason why I don't sleep much is because of this—that I tend to put myself out there. <laughs> um, you know, I, well, it, it sounds like a joke, but it's really not. Uh, is because I do feel that um, you know, viewers, uh, you know, uh, some of us who are fortunate to to live this, breathe this, et cetera. We wanna put ourselves out there uh, for founders, for investors, uh, for people who are watching this from the sidelines, et cetera. Uh, so I'm pretty much available anywhere and everywhere. You know, Whether I've, I've had people who contact me on Twitter, uh, on, on Facebook Messenger, on WhatsApp, on email, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, I'm accessible anywhere and everywhere uh, you need to be.
1: Fantastic. So on that note, uh, I'm sure a lot of viewers uh, have benefited from this amazing conversation. Uh, the, the possibilities are endless, like what Nilesh, you just mentioned. I can't wait to have you again and uh, discuss about more endless possibilities. I'm sure you will talk about more changes, more trends in the next podcast. But once again, really, thank you so much for this valuable one hour you spent here and uh, you know, filled with lots of insights. Uh, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for taking the time as well. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Wonderful. Bye-bye.